Hey, Hopeless Romantics. I hope you're not thinking about playing our episode on speaker. Yeah, that's not going to work. This episode is not intended for children. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast by others are not the views and opinions of the podcast or the podcast host. Hey, Hopeless Loves, it's Keisha B. And we're back with another podcast. Today, we're talking about love versus technology. So we all live in a time where we have cell phones and social gadgets and and they're all like a necessity to us at this point. Like I remember when my phone was doing something weird and I couldn't get it to work and I'm in a city that I'm not familiar with and I couldn't get the maps up. I literally sat on the side of the road for like a good amount of time until my signal came back up because I knew that if I got on that road, I would be completely lost. Isn't that sad? Isn't it sad how much we depend on technology now? It's a good and a bad thing. Um, I like to say it's, it's devil's advocate. But today we have a very special episode where we're going to feature our very first TED Talk. And this TED Talk is going to be with Carol Korth. And she's going to be talking to us about how technology has taken over pretty much our life, right into the bedroom. And, and that is, that's terrible. Hopeless loves, that's terrible. But what if there was no technology? And it was just us humans, right? What if that, what if, can you, can you imagine a world where there's no technology and all you have is to love that person? You have whatever you feel, whatever you experience, whatever things that you go through together. There's no disruptions. It's just you and that person. But what if there was no technology? Would love win? That is the question that you have to ask yourself when you're done listening to this podcast today. Webster's Dictionary defines love as a feeling of showing or constant affection for another person. Our tension span is so short. I'm wondering, do we have enough love to show someone such affection as the dictionary is portraying? Listen to this TED Talk, and we're going to talk about it when we get back. Exactly one year ago, I wrote an article that my next boyfriend would be a machine. 
And this article not only puzzled my boyfriend, but it also triggered quite a few discussions on social media and with my friends as to why would I replace a smart, gentle, loving, and pretty good-looking human being with a robot? In fact, my article was not the first one, and nor the last one written about it, and there are already quite a few books and movies dedicated to this topic. Especially recently, we seem to be truly fascinated by this idea that we could replace our partners by robots. Where is this fascination coming from? Is it because we are so fed up and frustrated with humans? Or are the machines are becoming really so good and competitive? I have to admit that objectively comparing humans and machines is pretty brutal. But this is a kind of comparison we need to get used to in our day-to-day -day life, in our careers, but also in our relationships. And I observed that already now, majority of the machines I am dealing with know me better than my friends. When it comes to Netflix or Spotify recommendations, haven't you realized they are seemingly more accurate than the majority of the gifts I received for my last birthday? And that shouldn't surprise us, because machines are excellent listeners always willing to learn something new about us, and they are getting accurate the more time we spend with them. Whereas we, as humans, just in opposite. We lose our initial curiosity about others, and we start using cognitive shortcuts and simply confirming our biases. Machines are excellent listeners because also their attention spam is unlimited. Whereas our attention spam went down from 12 seconds in year 2000 to 8 seconds now. And with such a short attention spam, I mean, carefully listening is hard. And carefully listening to our partners is even harder. Because after several years spent together, they simply don't deliver enough novelty for our dopamine-seeking brains. Machines are not only better listeners, they are also so much better entertainers. Really good in capturing our attention with some light, fun, and engaging content. Sent in the very right moment. That's why we are all getting used to this staccato meeting, dates, and family reunions, constantly interrupted by text and notifications. Yeah, because no matter how exciting your story is, there is always something more exciting, happening somewhere else. Ironically, machines bring us closer with those being far, but at the same time, they are, going, they are doing a really good job in separating us from those living next to us or with us. Machines with such a good entertaining and listening skills seem to be pretty attractive partners because they offer a really good value for time spent together. But they also offer something else, the comforting reliability that humans hardly ever can. Humans are irrational, they feelings ambiguous, and as a result, relationships are messy, and return on initial emotional investment very hard to calculate. Although mystery is a part of love, according to many studies, 
we humans, we prefer clarity over mystery. Dating machine sounds good because machine doesn't have its own fears, biases, or commitment issues. Machine will never make you feel accountable nor uncomfortable with your actions. It is only a machine that can give you this drama-free relationship that so many guys on Tinder are asking for. <laughs> but perhaps dating a machine sounds so good because technology did a very good job in making all humans look pretty imperfect. Although an average couple fights 200 times a year, we are constantly exposed to pictures of happy, smiling, good-looking couples spending their vacations in infinity pools and having avocado toast for breakfast. <laughs> Needless to say, they are all loving their life. Those unrealistic images balloon our expectations, trigger our FOMO, and makes us feel dissatisfied no matter how amazing our partner or our relationship is, because the most human reaction to achievement is not our feeling of satisfaction, but it's our craving for more. And nowadays, more is just a swipe away. So, is the future of dating still human? Whenever I'm speaking about it with friends, they always bet on empathy. We celebrate it, being confident that empathy will make us irreplaceable. And yet, that's true. Humans have empathy, and machines, no matter how good it is, lack empathy. But we seem to overlook one thing. Very often, in dating setup, whenever there is like some ambiguity, a vulnerability, humans lack empathy as well. Have you ever heard about behavior like ghosting? Benching? Or about someone that finished the relationship over WhatsApp because didn't have time or energy to do it face-to-face? -face? I am convinced that <sighs> Yeah, empathy could be able to differentiate us from machines, but at the same time, I have to admit that very often my Alexa would be able to finish a relationship in a more respectful way than we very often do. <laughs> and speaking about Alexa, isn't it pretty striking that we seem to give names and human qualities to objects and at the same time start treating each other as things? Our fascination, our idea that robots can replace the human tells more about, more about us, our changing needs, than about technological advancement. When I wrote my article about this topic, I imagined a machine that will have access to all my personal data, including the historical data from my family that it will be machine that automatically learn based on my behaviors. This machine would know what makes me laugh, so it would never make a bad joke. 
this machine would know that it needs to make me jealous from time to time because I need it to comment more. <laughs> this machine would know how and when to speak with me and what are the non-negotiable topics we definitely need to agree on. And this relationship would be really amazing because it would be all about me <laughs> and satisfying my needs. Because our idea of replacing individual by a robot is our childish fantasy, that someone can be exactly as we want them to be, not as they are. It is yet another example, it is yet another example of this naive belief that technology can solve all the problems that we as humans are struggling with. Because strikingly enough, if you think about all the books and movies about this topic, the drama between human and a robot normally starts when the robot is becoming too human. Our current need for control pushes us towards machines and away from humans. And it also triggers the question, if the future of dating is still human. And it also triggered the question, what the future would look like. But don't you think it's a, such a wrong question to ask? As if everything was predetermined. Instead, we should ask ourselves, what kind of future do we want? Because if we don't know what we want, it's pretty unlikely that we'll get it. So perhaps it's a really high time to make sure that we know what kind of future of love, what kind of partners do we want to be and do we want to have. And in case we don't want to be replaced by robots, perhaps it's a high time that we start expecting less from technology and more from each other. Thank you. Welcome back. Hopeless loves, here's another question for you. Is dating still human? I mean, we depend on technology so much. You know, our phones. Um, we, uh, we will go out on an app before we go to our local bar or, you know, maybe a church or your Walmart. Yeah, it happens. But is it still human? And where is our empathy? I remember Carol talking about how we have lost our empathy as humans. And she did make a great point. I do believe that as humans, we are fed up with one another. And that's why we cater so much to our phones and Alexa and Hey Google. We have gotten so better. We have gotten so much better at the art of not listening to one another. Hey, I'm guilty of it too. Okay. Maybe all of our attention spans have gotten bad over the years. She said it was eight seconds, eight seconds. You have my attention. And then after that, you lost me. How am I supposed to cram an entire conversation 
in eight seconds. Just think about that for a second. It is near about impossible for anybody to come up with an ideal, a subject matter, and a conclusion in eight seconds. I mean, I guess you could. Wow. I just can't believe where we're going at in this life as humans. We forget about how a relationship is supposed to start. Of course, we all know how it ends. One of us dies. The other one lives on. But how it starts is the beauty and the mystery that we're missing in a lot of our relationships. And then I heard Carol say that we don't want mystery anymore. We just want the facts. The what, when, and the why, and the who. And we want it right now because we only have eight seconds, right, to process. So the mystery is gone. I look at a lot of women these days, and I'm just speaking from what I see. And when we go out to the club, even though we want to look sexy, some of us leave no room for the imagination. And once again, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of this. I'm just stating the facts. See what I'm saying? Where is the mystery in our love and our relationships? We need to put it back. Because I think it is the missing antidote to a lot of what we're not getting from our life. We're always looking for more instead of being satisfied with what we have already. You know, always on to the next best thing. Swipe left, swipe right. What happened to pushing through with a relationship? Now, I'm not saying stay in a relationship that is bad. I'm not saying staying in a relation stay in a relationship that is abusive. Of course, those things are not healthy. Those are not healthy relationships. But I'm talking about relationships that end over uh, argument. Really? An argument ended your relationship? Where is the sus- uh, sustainability? Where is the let's push through this to see if it's going to work? Now, if it just doesn't work, it just doesn't work. But no one's willing to try anymore. No one's willing to put forth the effort. As Carol said, We just get tired. Oh, I'm fed up. Oh, I don't want to deal with this. This is too much. My energy's drained over an argument. Now, some of y'all out there are doing the most, okay, (laughs) with the arguments. You know, if you're keeping your partner up to 2 o'clock in the morning and you know that this person has to get up and go to work at 7, you is wrong. And then in that case, that's toxicity to me. Since when do we have, we do not have time for another human? Since when do you not have time for somebody that you claim that you love and you like? 
if we don't have time for that person, then why are you with them? Why are you wasting their time? Why are you wasting your own time? I was thinking about what Carol said when she said that we are, we are getting closer and closer to falling in love with, not my words, not hers, falling in love with being with a robot versus a human. Now, there ain't no robots in my life that I like more than a, a, a warm body. <laughs> but I can totally understand where she's coming from. Like completely and utterly understand that. Hopeless loves, I want you to know that relationships makes us human, not technology. Technology will never make us human. Technology is supposed to make our life easier, more advanced, more savvy. It's not supposed to replace a human ever. Now, there is some war going on out there about, you know, technology, you know, how can I say this? Replacing jobs. But I want you to understand that technology will never replace a job that a human can do. Because at the end of the day, someone has to run that robot. Someone has to program that robot. Someone has to tell that robot what to do. And I think she said that it is only when we have problems with technology or a robot when they become more human-like. Then it's, oh, no, 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 no. This is not, this is not right. But if we only realize that in the beginning, we'll save ourselves in the end. I'm going to end this podcast with this. And this is Carol's words. Expect less from technology and more from each other. Till next time, hopeless loves. Take care. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the show. Brought to you by Stereo. Have a wonderful day, night, morning commute. Take care. See you soon. Keisha B out.